Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out, yeah. Today is a new day, let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family and just life, yeah. Share my story with you, inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live, I keep episodes on replay, ayy. Real 45, yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man, yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. This is the Real 45 Podcast, episode number 32. Um, two, yes. 32, two, two, yes. Two it is. Sorry, I was into 33, man. I was You just want to be 33. No, we're only, <laughs> we're only episode 32. I'm Greg uh, Hancock with... Stephen L. We welcome all of you. Thanks for listening, as always. And, uh, yeah, we're going to recap a little bit. First of all, I'd like to go back to... That was a ding. That was a church. That was a ding. Is it 12 o'clock? Yeah. The church bells are ringing. Ding. We were going to recap on last week's killer episode with the the great Hans Anderson. And uh, I had a lot of really cool comments, which I'm not surprised because he's just an all-around cool guy. You didn't get a chance to meet him yet. No, but I listened to the episode and it was really cool. Yeah. He's a... He sounds like a good guy. He's a really good guy and can have a lot of fun with him. You can, you know, he's a very serious dude, as you can hear, and what he's done. And his story is amazing, you know, the things that people have to do to get where they are. He works a lot. Yeah, he worked hard. I even heard Magnus from the MX World Collection, Mm -hmm. who we interviewed a few weeks back. I heard Magnus come up to Hans last night. At the races, out of the blue, he walks up to Hans before the race is starting and says, so Hans, you were a tool maker? What oh. kind of tools did you make? And I just stood back <laughs> with a smile and my arms crossed was like, right on. This is cool. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's See? really cool. So Magnus's old company that they that they that the family sold eventually, they were involved with a lot of different types of tool making and they worked with big companies, Danish companies like uh, Bang & Olufsen, amongst many so they ended up in a quite an interesting conversation which I just kind of tucked my ears in there and had a, a quiet little listen a little uh, uh, yeah you know a little sneak peek it was really fun, really I, fun. I can see that maybe we have to follow him up later on like we say with all of them but <laughs> it's so cool to hear, hear all of these stories we got a lot of follow ups to go right <laughs> yeah it's going to be so many <clears throat> true and Hans even mentioned there, I mean, or I should say we mentioned together, we wanted to do a trash talk. Yeah. So, and you haven't got to meet Hans, so we should have a trash talk session. You, you just meet this guy, you just throw dirt out there and see what comes back. You're pretty good at throwing dirt. I'm, yeah, I can throw dirt. <laughs> That's what I do. Maybe not a, not a motorcycle style, but you, you no. just know how to throw dirt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're dirt throwers. Some of us spray it, some of us throw it. Some of us just get in it. Yeah. Some of get, us some get of us, dirty. Yeah, some of us are it. <laughs> We're just dirt. So anyway, Hans, thanks again for last week. And to all of you for your great comments. Please continue to follow us, like us, share us. And uh, we hope you enjoy the Real 45 podcast. So we 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 are uh, blah 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 blah. We uh, want comment. Uh, as I was saying, we want comments, we want questions, and we want your inspiration so yeah we try to to answer them all even if it takes a day or two sometimes but 
You try to answer them. Or a week or a month or, you know, pretty <laughs> had, good. It had happened. <laughs> it, it has happened quite quite a lot recently. Yes. So uh, time is all you got. Time is all you got. We, um, we can be better at it. And once we grow this thing, we will be better at it. Yeah. So uh, thanks to you guys, we want to be better. We want to be better. So, and Stefan, you're a good guy. Yeah, you too. And you're a better guy. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to see if you could keep it going. Yeah. No, you're better. No, honestly, you are. Exactly. Yeah. You're much better, mate. And I was like, is this good enough? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> so, we want to continue our inspiring stories. We like to interview really special guests. You know, we have plans for future guests. And um, I have a really cool guest today. We do have a really cool guest today, don't we? Yeah. Do you know him? I know him pretty well. Mm -hmm. How does he, he look like? He looks like kind of like a mini me. Like a mini you? Yeah, a mini me. Yeah, he's. That's true. There's there's a resemblance. No denying. No, that's <laughs> exactly. You can't deny that. <laughs> I can't really deny this one. So. No. Whether he gets that or he doesn't, he was established May 12, 2005. Uh-huh. And uh, Wilbur Hancock, the legendary Will Han. Oh, legendary. I like that. <laughs> it's going to be on my butt the next, the next suit. There's going to be a lot on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> first suit first is Will, and it's wide open Willie. Now it's the legendary. The legendary. Wide legendary. open Willie. Wide open Willie. Yeah, we came up with that one. Yeah. Wide open Willie. Wide so, open Willie. <laughs> how did you get wide open Willie? Um, I remember the uh, the great Doug Nickel, I should say. He, he he gave me wide open Willie, in lot maybe a few years, two years ago or something like that. We we were at Industry Raceway, um, and it was a practice night, and I hit a rut going into the turn and I flew straight to the fence. I never crashed. I hit I hit one of the advertisement like things and it was a it's like a it's like a board, a thin board with the with the logo on it and I hit it and it flew straight up in the air. And why I hit it was that I kept it kept the bike wide open. So you became wide open Willie from I became that wide moment. open Willie. So that's when you had the bike like Standing up like that. On no, 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 no. It's what is wide and open. Wide open is when it's like a throttle. Wide open is when you've got it full throttle. Ah, some guys, the Aussies, refer to it as twisting it south. Oh, I understand. <laughs> so I've heard Chris Holder ah, say that so a few times. so wide open. That's all right. So wide open, Willie. Yep. Everyone gets earns their nickname in one one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Wilbur Hancock. <clears throat> He's just recently turned thirteen years old. He's a teenager. Really, it was really not that long ago, huh? No, a week ago now. A week, right? a week or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like a week, or does it feel like you've been thirteen for like ever? Doesn't feel like I'm thirteen at all. Feels still feels like I'm, I'm Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. Mm -hmm. Wide open, Willie. Wide open, Willie. That's all right. So you're, uh, you're a unique individual for numerous reasons. First of all, you are an American, you are a Swede, 
You are an Amerisweed. You're a Swedekin. You're a <laughs> Swedekin. You, you, <laughs> you're a little. You're a little everything. You're, you talk fluent English, fluent Swedish. Probably the best Swinglish speaker we know. So I am pretty good about Swinglish. Your Swinglish is better than most. I am very bro. You are very bro. <laughs> that you are. So we are excited. I think a lot of people would like to hear from you. They've only heard a little bit from you. They follow you on your YouTube channels and your Instagram. Instagram which are, what? Is, what is your Instagram? Oh, Will underscore hand underscore 117. Okay. Will oh. hand 117. Uh-huh. Will hand 117. Mm-hmm. And you're quite active on social media, right? I'm quite active. Try I try to be at least. I um I sometimes take a break from YouTube if it just becomes like sometimes you you always want to keep the interest in doing it so it's not an everyday thing. So uh you won't like I said, you wanna keep the interest so you do one maybe every week or so like that. So it's not like Jake Paul where it's everyday, bro? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> How did you learn to edit all those videos? Uh, I don't really remember how I learned how to edit. It was just something that came kind of natural, I guess, or something like that. Um, you just interested. You wanted to do it. I just I was really interested and I wanted to do it. Um, I always knew how to do do it on do it on the phone on iMovie, and I actually edited. I was going to do a video, and I had, I had this plan. I was going to make a YouTube channel. I was going to make this. Back then, they were called webisodes, not vlogs. They were webisodes. And uh, I was going to make a webisode and edit it on my phone and publish it, and it was going to be pretty cool, and that's how it was going to start. But uh, <laughs> I just never really uploaded it or anything. So I think this, this August will be my second year having this YouTube channel, I've already 480 something subscribers and it's going good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You started editing on your phone and you were doing it on your iPad. Uh -huh. You bugged us forever. For a computer. Well, or for, no, for, for the iPad. Well, yeah, that too, but your your program that you wanted, did you ask oh, for? Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> Which Final Cut. I've been bugging for Final. a lot of things, yeah. you know. Final Cut Pro is what he wanted really bad. Uh -huh. And me, being the super tech savvy dude that I am, <laughs> super tech savvy, decided that I was going to get him Final Cut Pro so he could have it for his iPad. Uh -huh. For his iPad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Good so job, techie him, dad. We bought him Final Cut Pro, and then when gave it to him to download it on his iPad, you realize you can <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't work, no? But I'm pretty good. No, I remember. Uh -huh. it was, it, see, they gave it to me like in an envelope. And, and I was like, oh my God, this means I'm going to get a computer. And and I was like, so wh where's my computer? I said, and they're like, you can download an iPad. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo, dad. Yeah, good dad. Good thing you can, uh, you know, you like to ride speedway for a living. Yeah. <laughs> so you needed a computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got your computer. Exactly. <laughs> It's pretty good, right? Yeah. I'm a really clever guy. Good job. <laughs> but now you got both the computer and Final Cut Pro. Yeah, I'm so happy for it. Uh, last summer, I decided it's enough. I, I'm going to save my way. I'm going to get my computer. It's going to be all good. And 
I did pretty decent, I think. I'm not that kind of a saver at that. I'm You're pretty quick to spend what yeah. you Yeah. <laughs> really. You get money out either candy going to town and get something. <laughs> whatever. Burns, burns a hole in your burns, pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this past Christmas or this past year I was just wishing and wishing and hoping and I finally said like I got up to a certain point and I wanted the MacBook Pro and I was we were looking at like old used ones to buy but we just weren't sure what was gonna how it was gonna turn out and then for Christmas I finally got one and it was one of the best days of my life I think I'll <laughs> never forget it it was so fun oh especially on, on uh, taking the plastic off of the <laughs> Unboxing and new. It's so fun to do. It's so fun. Apple is so clever so like that. Fun. It's the experience. It's yeah. the experience. Especially unboxing computers, iPhones, anything from Apple. It's perfect. It smells good. And uh, yeah, the, the new <laughs> box. I but kept the box. But it's the feeling of once it's all unwrapped and all that stuff's there, then you're like, oh, it's old now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, it works exactly as the old one. There's nothing it's really just different. a new thing. I just want to open it again. Yeah. I put it back, I put the wrapping back on and just do it again for the fun. That's true. Yeah, so it was a great day. It was. And you, the kind of person you are, you just sit down with the program and you start playing with it. And that's how you learn to do your mm -hmm. editing. And you mess around and you Google stuff and you watch what people do. And that's something that me being on the backside watching and seeing what he does, he spends hours learning and figuring it out. And quite often now I I do things and he comes up and goes, yeah, just do it like this. Kind of like you do to me too. Like, yeah, here, here's something you can do to make it faster or make it better. And he'll come in and, and dad, check this out. Dad, check this out. It's really cool. It's really cool. <clears throat> So, so that's, I think that's what you need. If you have that, I don't know how to say it in English, you know, the drive or the, the mental state that you're going to fix something, then you do it. I mean, I'm going to do fun. it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I figured it out. And now when you have these Googles, and, Googles mm -hmm. and you can call friends or whatever, you can fix it. You can do it yourself. It's, it's true. You're like Bob the Builder. I am Bob the Builder. <laughs> I can fix it. Can I you can, fix it? Yes, yes I can. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur, we used to sing that to you when you were little. Yeah. Wilbur the Builder. Are you did? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Can you fix it? Yes, I can. <laughs> no, I don't want to embarrass him now. Nah. nah but but you, you build stuff too, like fix things. Yeah. I, 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 sometimes, I guess. <laughs> um. He's like his mom. Yeah. Oh. And she, right. he knows that if he leaves it to me. He might be waiting a really long time, so I might as well just do it. <laughs> so my wife is very impatient like that. So when she wants to do something around the house and she'll ask me once, um, yeah. and usually by the second time she's already done it, if she hasn't just done it anyway, because she knows it's a waste of time to ask me. I remember when we were in California this year, she got home one day when we she picked us up from school or whatever. Comes home, she looks at the door. I don't like that paint anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you were like. And by the end of the day, at probably nine o'clock or something like that, the door's off. There's no more paint on it. <laughs> yeah. I've I've witnessed her numerous nights, ten thirty p.m. We just drank our our green tea before bed, and suddenly she's took out the 
paint and the paintbrush and started painting the living room. Oh. And I'm like, no. And then you feel really lazy. Yeah. Because you want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to bed. And then she's like, no, just go to bed. I'll do it. And you're going like, oh. No. Yeah. Okay, let's paint. Guess we're going to paint. And often she's like, no, go to bed. Go to bed. I got this. You wake up in the morning, you get a new paint in the room. <laughs> it's so rad. And the thing is, you, my wife. you never thought about that it was painted from the beginning. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you never thought about that's it. That's the place you watch TV. I don't care what it's around. <laughs> that happens all the time. We come home and I'm like, she's like, I can't believe you didn't even notice the difference in the living room. I'm like, what? You didn't notice anything in the living room? And then you're like, is it the flowers? I better... <laughs> you got a new flower? No. no. My excuse usually is like, babe, you change things so often. It's so hard to keep up with it. And I love everything you do. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have said that on the is podcast. That new you is never that a new shirt you got on? Is that a new blouse? No, I've had this forever. And then I'm thinking, she could totally be fooling me right now. That's probably a new one. And she's told me she's had it for like two years. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know what he's saying. <laughs> and we're going away from Uber right now, but even yesterday, we went to the races in Molila. Before we left, she found this really cool patio set that she wanted to get that was like 50% off. She's the king, queen, oh. I should say, not the king, queen of finding deals. And she's like, can we just run and get it right now? And I'm like, no, the van's loaded up. We, you know, we can't unload everything. Oh, man, okay, I'll wait till tomorrow. So we get home, and we were laughing. I'm like, said to Oscar when we left, There'll be a new umbrella or something on the patio when we get home tomorrow. Watch for tonight. Oh, and he's like, really, really? And we got home. I'm like, no, no umbrella. <laughs> but I woke up this morning, opened the blinds on our bedroom, and there was the new patio set. Oh, oh, she found a way. She found a way. And she built it up, and it was done. And she just didn't say a word about it. Yeah. Oh, it was done. Didn't say anything. Didn't say a word. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Super that's really awesome. awesome. So back to Wilbur. Yeah. Our legend. Mm-hmm. You were brought into this world in in Sweden. All three of my kids have been born in Sweden. Oh, they've been born in Sweden. All, all three of them. It's just thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hudinge. All of mm-hmm. them from Hudinge Hospital there. Mm-hmm. Really? All of them? All three of them. Really? Same hospital. Yeah, because there were some um, issues with the, the blood. Mama having the RH negative blood group and me having the positive And some things there that uh, you guys were special cases. You're so special. 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 You go to the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were just a few doors down here and there, but it was like we felt by the time Carl came, mm-hmm. uh, this, our third son, it was like we felt like locals in there. You know, he walked, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> hey, now we're back. We're just going to have another kid here. <laughs> I, I'm making a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I know where to go. I know where the place is out over there. Yeah. <laughs> Carl was a little more special because he, uh, he ended up yeah, with some... The cross bloods between Jenny oh, yeah. and I, and uh, Jenny's body develops the antibodies, and not the boy has all this stuff, but this you had to be in this hospital was the closest one mm-hmm. that had these special treatment rooms and stuff, so uh-huh. he could have blood transfusions and things like that. Wilbur was close to that same thing, but he managed it on his own, like he always does. Yeah, you know, I'm so good. You're so good. <laughs> legend. But you, legend. You're riding speedway too. Yes, I am. When did you start? First time, oh, wait, what do you mean by that? Like ridden motorcycle or speedway or? Speedway bike. Speedway bike. Six or seven years old when we were in San Bernardino, California. The amazing IMS Speedway, Pirate Speedway. And uh, the Gumball Rally. And 
Billy Hamill for the first time put me on a speeder bike, bumped me off, and I did my first lap, and taught me how to pull in the clutch and pull this kill switch. And Pretty cool system, yeah. huh? They, they had a, that academy that they were doing back there was Billy Hamill Speeder was Academy. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. And uh, I had probably the first time I like sat on it and bumped me off. It was the most amazing feeling. It was so fun. I remember them telling me in Joker Jeff, Billy, they would do this together, and uh, Jeff, this guy, he would stand in the middle of the of the first corner, and Billy would kind of give the guys the okay to go, and they had Jeff standing literally in the middle of the track. Yeah. And uh, in case the kids came around and got out of control and couldn't uh. couldn't do anything, so he would stand basically in the middle of the track to be like a clothesline. Uh huh. <laughs> so if the kids were out of control, he'd just stick his arm out and like take them out here to take them off the bike, so they would oh. go smack into the fence. So he'd kind of basically tackle them off the bike. <laughs> and he'd say, "I just basically clothesline them." <laughs> so they just like, <laughs> like what? He's like, "Dude, sometimes you got to do it. People freeze in the controls, and it's better to clothesline them and then let them go sail them through the fence." I'm like <laughs> I can see that. Right, got it. So then I became the second clothesline coming out of the corner just in case. <laughs> but they, I don't know if they. How many times they needed to do it? They they educated you guys pretty good, and to the day, you know, Wilbur still has all his, you know, puts things in place. He comes in, and he pulls the clutch in, pulls the kill switch, shuts everything off, and uh, they they teach him right. So anyway, yeah, um, six or seven years old, the first time you rode a speeder bike. Yeah, amazing, and I fell in love with it, and I still am in love with it, and I hope I am. I I hope it will be for the rest of my life. All right. Yeah. Here I am trying to push you into doing more editing and, and yeah. mix with Stefan nah. to teach you something different than going around in circles playing nah. in the dirt all your life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with getting dirty. No, that's right. That's true. So Mama is Swedish, mm -hmm. has been speaking basically 90% Swedish to them from day one. Me being the American English speaker, I've talked only English to them from day one. They've grown up with two languages in the house, which I am—I wouldn't have known anything about until they come. They came. Um, it's pretty amazing. Wilbur's been like he—he he has a knack for for languages, I think, and he can flip the Swedish and the English. It's been really, really easy for him. Some have to work harder than others. Yeah, but I, I guess either too, because. It's easy to, to sit and talk like English, and then you just suddenly have these Swedish words, and we would just flip to Swedish. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> no problem at all. That's really cool. It's really cool. And I've, seen, I've been in situations where we're in, talking in a group of people, and then <laughs> a Swedish guy walks up, and it's just in, in the background, and Wilbur automatically turns around to say something to him in Swedish, and then jumps right back into the conversation, so he can hear what's going on next to him, and still carry on the conversation, and then answer them in Swedish, and come right back to your conversation again. Oh, I, I mean, it, for me, it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, he's he's exceptional in that way. I'm I'm really really impressed, and proud. Yeah. yeah. That he can do that. So. Do you even think about it? No, I don't have to think about it. It's like, like like you said, someone walks behind me and someone asks me a question. Yeah, you speak in Swedish and then you flip back to English and it's just like, it's just the way of life now. You don't have to think like, oh, what is it? What do you have to say? What do you have? It's nothing like that. It's all just carries on, goes with the flow, super easy. 
is it easy even in school when you're studying Swedish or English with the grammatics and everything or is it just a talk that is easy to everything's easy when it comes to languages I can understand pretty much everything in school just you know the other class the, if you come by, back from USA come back from Sweden they're already in the middle of something and you have to catch up a little bit but uh I, I'm pretty I'm pretty used to it now but um I think it's I think it's good you can hear like when we've been in California for you know we're, we're there for we live over there and then we come here for the racing season here in Sweden for our base and he's you can hear that when we've been over there for so many months out of the year you know all winter you've been gone for five or six months and you come back to Europe and um, it can be a little bit in the beginning just kind of missing and maybe he'll blend the words a little bit yeah, and you, they might you might hear an uh, one of those and then it comes and within you know one or two days of being back into the groove it's just flows it's so impressive it's amazing. But how, how is it when you... Because you go to school in Swedish, in Sweden, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the term, like mm-hmm. in August to November, December, something. Yeah. And then you go in California mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. from yeah, January April, to May. April, May, something like that. So you have Norm- yeah, normally we get out of here like October, end of October. Oh. So he starts school in California on our regular year. You know, mm-hmm. things change depending on the schedules. But the regular year, he goes back to school in California in November. Up oh, until, so they, up they're until more, more uh, month in, in California, school months. Uh, probably, yeah. Pretty much. Because then you do November, December, January, February, March, April, May. You guys usually come back in May. May, yeah. This is like two months in the in the in the fall and one in the in the spring August, summer. yeah exactly yeah. so you, you, we do about three three <coughs> school months here yeah how does that work what how what what does the teacher say to you when you're, when you're starting and then you just go away and then you come back and it's probably different timings on what you're reading in school here they're um, a little bit behind in a way but uh, I, I like the system here um in my own opinion, I like the system here a lot better than the American system. Um, they let us be kids, I guess, a little bit longer. Let us go out more. Let us, it makes everything a little bit easier. No homework here until you seventh grade where you might need to get some little more homework and stuff like that. But I, I like the system here better because they're a little bit behind. And even if you don't know it's something, it's not a rush to know it right away. They still they'll, they'll teach you in a while, and by the end of the year, you you've mastered it. You're gonna get there. You you're gonna get there. Yeah. It's like it's not there. It's like you have one week to finish it, or like you have one week to master it. Here, it's like you can wait. You can go till the end of the year, and you then by the end of the year, you probably have mastered because you've you've um, worked with it, practiced, and all of that. So it seems our U.S. system is pretty aggressive mm-hmm. from a very early age. It used to be just kindergarten, and then kindergarten was to prepare you for first grade. But now kindergarten, the level for kindergarten with the reading and the writing that you have to be at to get to first grade so that you're fully ready in first grade. So now they even have pre-kindergarten 
in the U.S., which oh, is right. you've been watching that come in over the years, so they call it pre-K. Mm -hmm. So now you have to be prepared for kindergarten. So kindergarten normally starts about five years old, so now four years old, they're already working with your writing skills, even a slight bit of reading and knowing how to spell your name before you get to kindergarten. So you can see that, you know, maybe in the Asian countries and other stuff I got, they're pretty aggressive too, but these guys are working hard from five years old and then six years old first grade and then seven years old and eight years old. And they're like, I mean, to come at home with 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half worth of homework after they've been in school from oh. basically 8.15 to 2.50 in the day and then come home with 30 minutes to an hour's worth of homework. It's uh, at five years old. Maybe five years old, not too much, but no. when you get into first grade, you're already coming home with homework. Not every single day, but quite a few days of the week. And where Wilbur's at now, he has homework virtually every single day yeah. in school over there. He comes home. Mm -hmm. And we, we actually ended up changing his class because he was having two hours plus homework with the teacher that he went back with this year, which oh. uh, sadly we had to, you know, we had to to make sure that he changed it because it was affecting him as a person and where the, he like did not want to get up and go to school and that's not him he loves school he loves learning he's clever he's got all of the ingredients but the the way the teacher the way the system was there it wasn't a match for him and we just he's good he's a good learner and, and be coming from sweden maybe it can take him a little bit of time to come back into the system and how they work and, and the program but he picks it up fast, but as soon as we swap the teachers, we were able to do that. Fortunately, the, the principal was very helpful, and, oh, and uh, he, as soon as he changed, it was just like somebody completely turned everything around, and he woke up in the morning, was dressed, ready to go, went to school, came home happy. Like It's amazing yeah. what a teacher can do for your kids. Yeah, it depends on the teacher. It really does. Yeah. And here in Sweden, that's... I'm speaking for Wilbur now, but uh, I think we're we're ahead in the U.S. up until they're about his age. So we we're aggressive in the learning system. We're here; they pretty much just let the kids be kids. They learn, teach them how to work in groups at an early age. You know this because you got your kids too. Yeah. But this is how you grew up, mm -hmm. and to see how they do it here, these guys when they come back to Sweden, it's just like vacation almost. You know, because they've already learned a lot of the stuff that they're. They're, they're ahead than what they are here, although it's a different language. Mm -hmm. Many things they're ahead. Then there's history and things they have to learn in the Swedish culture and the Swedish writing and all that stuff. But they don't come home with homework. They they get up in the morning and are so excited to go. They love what they're doing. They never, ever once complain about anything. That's so really cool. It's pretty nice when yeah. we come back here. They're just... Bill, you know, he just came back a week ago and he... <laughs> flew yeah. in, got up the next morning and went to school because he oh. wanted, he was up at five o'clock in the morning, jet lagged as all can be and said, I want to go to school. I want to go to school. I'm going to school today. I went, we're like, no, buddy, take the day off. No, I'm going to school. I'll be fine. I don't have jet lag. <laughs> so crazy. So, That's yeah. cool. And he did it. So I was like, Bill, you're a, you're a machine. <laughs> <laughs> and he just got right into it. And Carl, Calais, little Calais, mm -hmm. the second day he was here, he started school. I think it was second. Yeah, second day. I think it was awesome. something like that. So he went. How right is it with friends then? I mean, if you is it easy to 
do you, do you lost connection while you're in California to your Swedish friends, or are they just like when no. you're home? It's like I, hey again, just go for, with the flow. For, for me, it's thank God for Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> it's really thank God for Snapchat because everybody here has it, and I just I use it to con to keep in contact with my friends and all you need is Wi-Fi and you can send a funny picture to them, send a chat to them, send a video, anything. All you need is Wi-Fi. You don't need a phone number or anything. It's it's a good thing about it. But uh, same thing you can do on Instagram, of course, but everybody just uses Snapchat and it's funny because you can do filters and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's how I kind of keep in contact with pretty much all my friends over here. <laughs> When he came back into school now, I just heard this story mm -hmm. from Bill. I didn't hear it from him, but I guess Wilbur just sort of, his first day of school, he just kind of walked into the classroom, like, un, unnoticed, walked up behind his group, was like, hey, so what are we doing today, guys? And they're like, oh, hey, Wilbur, what's up? Like, he never left. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, what's on your back? Hey, what's up? Not a big, Wait, you know. Wait, was it for, was it for Bill class or my class? Now, Bill told me that's what you did. He said you just walked back in, so I don't oh, know. Oh, that's, that's sort of what I did. I, they were watching a movie or something, and I walked in the class, and I sat on the table. I had my hood on, like nobody noticed me. <laughs> and I just sat down in the class like this. And I probably sat there for about 10 minutes. No, no joke, without nobody noticing me. No. And then I took my hood off, and I was like, so what exactly are we doing today? Like, just totally calm and whatever, and there's like, Oh, hi. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it was super fun. Did the teacher know about it, or did he just... Um, yeah, no, the teacher... Yeah, we send it... Usually, whenever we come back here, we send an email to them and tell them that we're back. Um, so they knew I was going to come that day, but they didn't know when. No. And that's why I kind of usually make it a surprise. So last year, I remember uh, I had a pizza box in my hand, and I walked in, and I knocked on the door, and I said, Pizza! <laughs> and I came with an empty pizza box in my hand, so it was funny. And that was your first day back to school. Yeah. <laughs> so the the other cool thing about you, you just turned thirteen, but you also just made your first ever solo trip on an airplane. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. His first trip on his own. By himself. It wasn't like an easy, like a short one, like a 40-minute ride. It was 10 hours. Yeah, you went for a 10-hour. I went for a 10-hour. Screw the short ones, dude. I'm going big. I go large. This is, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wide open wheelie. Go big or go home, dude. That's right. Wide open How wheelie. was it? It was a lot easier than I expected it to be. Was of it? course, my mom, being the best mom ever, she got a gate pass to take me up to the airport and sat till I was literally in the air. Oh. Um, wheels up and everything so it was she's amazing that way and like we were sitting by the gate and they let me go on first because I'm being a kid and getting everything on and sat down in my seat and I was amazing because I had two people sitting next to me one was a French Russian or something, a French yeah, Russian French this, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a Swedish guy Torbjörn was his name super super cool guy and they were both really nice and um, they had, they, they told me like, yeah, we brought like literally a pic picnic. Oh. So they had literally came on with one bag, literally had all food and it was a lot 
lot crazier than mom usually has because mom has a big bag <laughs> full with food <laughs> on the planes <laughs> and they were just super nice with it so yeah it helps a lot that's mm-hmm. cool <laughs> your, and your your mom is awesome because she's like somebody told us that there's there's a possibility that, that you can get a gate pass so you can walk through go airside and right up to the gate to let the kid go and I'm pretty sure if I know Jenny the way I know her, she walked up to the desk and said, uh, yeah, I came to get the gate passed to go in there with my kid. Not, can I get a gate pass? I came uh. to get the gate pass. So basically, it was <laughs> I'm going to have the gate pass, yeah. right? So just hand it over now. <laughs> She's so good at that. Like, uh, yeah. And it just works. Yeah. It came probably four hours to the flight left, and then it got delayed two hours, so... We were in the airport for about six hours. <laughs> so you guys got to hang. We, got, got, a, we got a Starbucks, got some food, chilled out. I bought a really comfy neck. Oh. Yeah, your neck pillow. And a neck pillow. Um, I call it the knocker router, like 3,000, because I literally <laughs> put it on, <laughs> put it on, and I was out in the next five minutes. <laughs> and I slept for four hours on the flight. That's probably my record. Oh, I'm super good. bad at sleeping on flights. Uh, you're, you're usually pretty good. It's your brothers that are a little really? more fun, yeah. They seem to be a little more active. You can shut down. But anyway, you did it. You did, did the solo it. trip I did on it. your own. And when I landed, it was the best feeling in the world. It felt like I had overcome Trump and I was the president of the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> it felt so good. <laughs> so, and I was away yeah, racing in Poland, so... Uh, you were in New York. Yeah, Poland and New York. Yes, yeah, so we Poland did that too. Yeah, on our on our maiden voyage there with Locke. Yeah. But your grandparents, mm-hmm. more and more and more far, Jenny's mom and dad. Can't pick me up. You know, they, in fine form, they got it made on both sides. The grandparents pretty much, they got us covered, um, whether it's here or there. So they picked you up and they were pretty excited. They had food and fika ready for you. And oh, they had? Yeah. Homemade? Was it hard to, to find your language and stuff? No, I thought like right away, I was like, please just don't lose my luggage, Wilbur. Like, please just nobody. And then we got up and it was, I got to the um, baggage claim area and I, my bags were the last ones out. I was so, I was like, okay, started on my thumbs, like, come on. <laughs> my phone was about to die. <laughs> I had probably 20% or something left. And I was like, okay, please, please. And then the last two, literally the last two coming out were my bags. And I was, yes, 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 thank you. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least last but not no. least and uh, it was great That's cool. awesome so Wilbur came back early because he wanted to kick off his racing season with his new team from Rose Pigana mm. so he's racing with the Kanata Pigana crew yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've had your first couple of races and it's been pretty good right you're yeah. really happy with the group Talk about Snapchat and friends. I think he's been in contact with this crew from Rose Pigana mm-hmm. since cool. he left here last year to go back home to California. And they've been in touch and planning all the things they're going to do. And 
it's a really good group of kids. You know, they're they're some most of them are pretty young and inexperienced and just growing together and riding really really well. So it's uh, you flew back here on your own just to be a part of the team. That's cool. That's really cool. Does it? How has it gone? Gone the the first races. My first race back, you know, last year we were figuring out still what we were doing. It's that isn't still we still have no clue about these little bikes. They're sensitive in a lot of ways and uh we last year we started off with a one twenty five, not knowing that it was not gonna be powerful enough to the two strokes. Uh but then yeah, we were having carburetor issues and air filter issues and never really got it right. But coming into this year all, we all got it figured out, and it was super cool because I came into my first race and scored six points, which is probably my best that I did last year. Yeah. So I was really shocked but really happy at the same time. Fortunately, yeah, you had to borrow a bike here. Had to borrow a bike, yeah. The engine's getting re redone at the moment, so. Yeah. Uh, good teammates from Marianne and, yeah. and, and uh, Daniel. Daniel George. So they, they loaned him a bike for his first two races. And now we've got his bike going again, so he's, he's Happy. back in it. Yeah, for sure. Like always, time is an essence yeah. <laughs> for me. I don't have enough time to, to, to spend being there all the time. And I'm trying to work, trying to make it all fall into place. But we've got good guys, and now we've got our our, uh, our young American guy, Luke Becker, in town. So he's been... Lucky Luke. Lucky Luke. We call him our Manny. <laughs> Manny, he's our Manny. He is our Manny. He, he hated he the beginning, it. but he's learning to like it because he has no choice. Uh, so he's our male Manny. He's our Manny. Manny. He was waiting to, for somebody to introduce him as as the Manny last podcast, and now we finally got it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we we're giving him a really hard time because he's uh, he takes it well and he gives it back. <laughs> so we're calling him all kinds of stuff. You know, people say I look like a little Italian or an Indian or or Mexican or whatever. So now we told him that uh, he looks a little Mexican too, and he's like, No, I'm not Mexican. We have some El Salvadorian, you know, heritage. My mom's from there, so we're like, No, you look more Mexican. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not Mexican, though. He's, he's yeah, not he the little Mexican. missile, he's the little Mexican. Yeah, so we, his title is Little Missile. That's what they call him, his, his nickname, Little Missile. Because mm -hmm. he's a little short dude. So uh, we're going to change it to Little Mexican. Little Mexican. <laughs> Manny. Yeah. Manny. Little, little. little Manny. So we walk around singing the Cheech and Chong song, which you can Google if you want. Mexican-American, don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 so, but he he's been driving you today. He took me last last weekend, and uh, he was really cool about that because he he helped me with everything. You know, came out come came in after heat. My first he was we were having a little bit of bike troubles. It was a little bit like low on the low rev. So he was like, "What can I do?" And I was like, "Well, let's go up one tooth and move the wheel a little bit forward." And he's like, "Okay," and we did it, and it worked perfect. And he was always good with it. And yeah. Good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's 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 awesome, and it's been a big help to us because we've I've been traveling quite a bit myself, and you know you see it when we're trying to get keep yeah. all the podcasts going. It's not it's, easy. It's <laughs> not easy, man. We're trying to juggle, so uh, uh, we're making a few moves in the future here that'll be better for us all. But uh, anyway, Wilbur, what's your goal in life? To become world champion. I think there's. What champion blogger? Vlogger? Oh no, Speedway. Oh Speedway. Oh, okay, I have oh. no idea. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> what year will that be? What? The first what world, year? world champion title. 
can never say year. It might be even my last year racing. You never know. I can't. I hope it's soon as possible. He's saying you're going to win it and you're going to retire on the podium and do like Bruce Penhall did and say, I'm going to Hollywood. Dude, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Dude, every day, bro. Every day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you're, if you're a world champion at 19 years old, then you just retire. No, no, that's not what's gonna happen. Like I, I meant, I meant like you know my, my later forties, or whatever it is. And whoa, it's a long <laughs> career, dude. Later forties. Yeah. Who would? Do do who that? would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> Jesus, who who manages to do that? Who would pull something like that off? Must be a screwed up individual. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far if I were you. You get gray hairs. You get side. super gray. <laughs> yeah. You get fragile. You gotta fragile be, you gotta hold you gotta really be careful and hold on to the handrail when you go down the stairs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you need to take off your socks even. Like you can't you can't slip down the stairs. Exactly. And to, let alone can you imagine you see how the state of speedway is today? Can you imagine what it'll be like in, in that time? Dude, we're running electric bikes. Yeah. Dude, you probably won't even have those. It'll be like hyper uh, Elon Musk will be building speeder bikes for you. Dang. Space He'd be my bikes. engine tuner. Cousin Brad. He's Cousin. gonna Elon Musk gonna be my new engine tuner. That's right. He'll 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 I he'll probably be long gone by then. Sure. Never know. I, he'll be in space with, I think with I, uh Starman. Uh, Starman, yeah. I, I'm I wouldn't doubt Brad Pavilardo would be I mean he can be our Brad Pavilardo he's our he's our family genius. He's our space boy. Brad Pavilardo. Papalardo. Can you say that? Papalardo. Papalardo. Yeah. Papalardo. Yeah, it's easy. We just call him Lardo. Oh, that was easy. Papalardo. We call him a lot of things. Anyway, Wilbur, you've been waiting to come on the show for a long time. We kind of surprised you today. Yeah, you did. Asked you who's going to be on the guest this week, and he said, oh, just me and Stefan. Okay. And you're here doing your work experience program with Stefan at Westart at his yep. Westart Communications, Nortelia, Sweden. Yeah. The metropole <laughs> of Roslagen. Yeah. Westart right here, right? It's bad yeah. class. Bad class. Yeah, it's world class. At the moment, everything's about world class. Uh-huh. In mm-hmm. Swedish, you say bad class, right? Bad class, yeah. Bad class. That's got more, like, significant meaning. Bad class. Bad class. World class. Bad class. Word. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing, but I don't know. We just say very class, very class, very class. When it's something that's You're really Swedish good. You're Swedish, it's hard really to say it. <laughs> I sound Swedish. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's my accent all the way, even <laughs> all the way through. Even in the English. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll very class, very class, and roast logan. In roast, yeah. That's something. Are you coming somewhere, or are we just going to letting hang? See what happens. To be continued. To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. Thank you, Wilbur. Thank you. Thanks for a good day, buddy. Amazing. Have a great day out there, people. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Like us, share us, and comment, even if we are a bit slow to to answer sometimes. But we're reading them. We're reading them. And yeah, we want to get more followers and more listeners. So please share us. Share us a lot. There's some more fun things coming in the future here. It's growing 
rather quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Quicker than we thought, and we're really happy about it. Thanks okay. to all of you. So uh, I'm, I'm the really at Real Forty Five Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, yeah, and of course you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Acast, and Wilbur. Oh, I just got to say that I'm really looking forward to podcast number 45. Yeah. That should be a really special one. It should be. We're not too far away from that one. It would no, be. 30, 32, <laughs> right? We're not 32 now, 32. so we're getting close. Yeah. Thanks for having me. See you next week. You got it. Peace out, everybody. Great Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's seize it now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.